another episode of Night Moves Radio on June 21st, 2018. This is the last time you all are going to hear me talk as a 36-year-old. Next week I'll be 37. <laughs> but we are taking the night off for my birthday because our network is so nice. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm just taking the night off. I'm also taking the day off from my day job as well because they're so nice. It has been a weird week at the church. I won't go into detail, but uh, pastors went on vacation for a couple weeks, and last year I remember it being pretty easy. I don't know what is going on now, but the last couple days has been really stressful. So I'm kind of glad to be home. How's your week been, Josh? It's been okay. It's okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, despite all the weird things that's been going on, I thrown myself into a lot of artwork this past week because we've got the uh, Moultrie Douglas Fair coming up in a couple of weeks actually after the fireworks and I enter that every year. Mm-hmm. So like next Saturday it's literally like going to be like New York City here in the little town of Arthur Yeah. because we have I think close to 10,000 people that come to this tiny little town with a population of about 3,000. <laughs> I'm surprised that this town does it spontaneously combust. Actually, Arthur is technically called a village. Oh, but it's still whatever. It's, it's tiny, but we can fit all those yeah. people. 
literally like our roads are packed from bumper to bumper and when cars are getting in and out afterward people are honking honking it's, honking. it's like new york city yeah. in arthur it's ridiculous yeah. but it's only because we have the best fireworks around here it in is. illinois and uh, we're not just saying that because we're biased it's no. because it is the absolute truth yes they're doing some fire bombshell thing that's supposed to be like a four mile radius they're gonna like let it off from like four seven so many different places it's going to be huge. What do you mean four-mile radius? It's something like that. I think I read somewhere it was going to be big. A four-mile... Or something. I don't know. A four-mile wide firework. Or maybe it was going to be seen within four miles. I don't know. But something four was in there. Oh. But it was going to be big. Well, I, I can't imagine that. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know. But it, this is supposed to be something new, and it's never been done. So, I don't know. But Arthur, they're always trying to like do the big and best out there. Also, what's going to be here is the replica of the Lincoln Hearst. Um, it's not the Lincoln Hearst, but it is a replica, and it was built with some of the parts I think from the original. Um, the one where they drove Lincoln around when he was um, dead. Yep. Dead. <laughs> That's what you do with hearses. Um, Before he came back to life as a zombie, he was dead. Yeah, yeah. He was dead once. Um, he is resting spot is in our capital, Springfield. And, um, you know, his, the uh, Lincoln Memorial, Lincoln Memorial, the Lincoln Tomb, all it's there, you can go in. And I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. It's like, weird. Yeah, it's like every eighth grade trip, like, is in our cola. Yeah, yeah, we all go see the Lincoln Tomb. Um, it's morbid and cool. Well, I kind of like some morbid stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like, it, I, it was interesting, I'll say that. Yeah, well, there's supposed to be, like, a statue. The statue of his head out there and his nose is gold because it's been yeah, touched many times. And if you rub, rub it, it's supposed to be good luck. Yeah. But I, I was 13 at the time, so I could not reach his nose. Uh -huh. So I had somebody lift me up so that I could touch his nose. Uh-huh. Yeah, because that's just how cute I was. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, to get back on topic, um, we are going to be talking to uh, one of our newest authors at Cherry House Press that we're hoping to release her book in July. Her name is Tabitha, and I hope I say her last name right. I forgot to ask her the pronunciation. Bomander? Um, she wrote a, a novel called In the Name of the Mother, which we were going to release in July. And we're very excited to have her because she's like our first, I want to say, real author. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first big author. Yeah, so like, you know, we just released an anthology a few weeks ago. We sold copies of that. I was like, holy crap. So it's kind of cool. We're trying to sell copies of our anthology to raise the money for our author's dream fund. And um, we are selling some copies, and we're going to have Tabitha on board. And then after that, I've got a couple more collections of poetry. So I'll have a couple more new authors. So I'm pretty, we're excited. We're hoping that, you know, that they enjoy the uh, uh, the service that they get from Treehouse Press. I'm hoping that we, you know, people are, you know, will enjoy it. We're trying to be as delightful as we possibly can be. So without further ado, I believe Tabitha is probably ready. And we're going to go ahead and bring her on. If I can get my volume back up. <laughs> Okay, well, here we go. My computer tonight was being con being contrary. <coughs> so, anyway, uh, good evening, Tabitha. Are you on? Hello there. And how are you? Oh, now you're all, you sound like a, an alien. What's going on? Uh-oh, she was talking perfectly yeah. earlier. It was so clear. And I think one of her alien uh, characters have gotten into the uh, <laughs> into the phone. 
Um, perhaps we can, yeah. <laughs> I know there's not. I'm going to hang up and try again. Is that okay? We're going to hang up with Tabitha and try again. It might be a Skype thing, I'm hoping. Uh, she literally sounded like an alien, didn't you, Josh? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> huh. So we're going to try her again. <clears throat> My throat's getting froggy. What the heck? I hope I'm sure it's not just your computer. I'm pretty sure it's not just my computer. I hope not anyway. Because I had all this going earlier. So we're hoping it's not. <clears throat> we're trying to talk to Tabitha via Skype. So we will see. I don't want to leave any silence. So I'm trying to think of things to talking to. Yeah, it's not connecting, so I know it's not my computer. Yeah, I'm having trouble. My computer says, are you having sound problems? Why, yes, I am. <clears throat> so, Josh, why don't you tell us about stuff you're working on while we're working on this thing real quick. Well, uh, I'm currently working on um, uh, publishing. I, I published my second poetry collection, uh, Vistas from the Multiverse, which is a collection of uh, fantasy, science fiction, and metaphysical poetry. Um, it's illustrated by Janae M. Hopper, who uh, also illustrated my first poetry collection, uh, my horror poetry collection, called um, Bestial Transformation and Other Horrors. Um, and uh, it's been out in print for about a month. Um, and uh, now I am currently um, trans, trans, whatever, uh, uh, translating it, transposing it, transposing it to Kindle in the process of doing that. We've got a, you downloaded the Kindle Create thing and it yeah. worked, worked yeah. out pretty good. Uh, but I'm putting the final touches on it, seeing if I can't tighten it up a little bit. Um, and then I'm going to submit Kindle, and it's going to be published through Kindle. Mm -hmm. I'm also working on um, the uh, my first short story collection, which is going to be called Horrors and Horrors. That, that, that sound like I can't <laughs> say horror. Horror. Horrors. Yeah, we know that and that Josh isn't writing about streetwalkers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and heroism <laughs> and uh, uh there's a story in that that i am current that is going to be in that that i'm currently having beta readers look at my friends that are my beta readers look at uh called um the uh, the gem of dark ascension it's uh it's the first episode in a uh, short sword and sorcery short story uh -huh. series about a highlander that is trying to get revenge on an evil empire for um, killing off his family and his clan, and he's a mercenary. And so, like, I'm having different people look at it and tell me what they think. So that's pretty much what I'm what I'm working on right now. Sounds fairly busy. I'm trying to going to restart our computer. I'm trying to uh, get a collection done. Um, the roadmap of our soul because I found 
I thought I was a lot further along than I was, but I'm not. So, but I hope to have that done this summer. And I found something else to remake our um, covers with that look a lot better than my old ones. So, I'm hoping that that works out. So, I've got Roadmap to Soul I want to get finished, and still have only a part two I want to get done. And I'd like to get this computer restarted so that we can get Tabitha back online. If it doesn't do one of its dumb updates while you're... Oh, restarted. gosh. If it didn't update, that would suck. I had said restart, and it's like... Not. Yeah, but it likes to do your stupid... Do the stupid... I hate it. It does these computer restarts at the uh, wrong utmost time. I wonder if I can pull up Tabitha on my Skype. I think it's Skype on my phone. But I'm still going to need to get this back up on here. Um, let's see if I can bring her on my phone, I hope. But if I have my login number... Uh... Let's see if we can call her up. Hopefully I can do Skype and blog talk at the same time. We'll find out. I hope so. No, we'll find out because my computer's not Let's see if we can have her on blog talk and my phone at the same time. I don't know. Okay, so we're going to see if we can run um, my phone and Skype at the same time. I sure hope we're still on line with the other which I think we are okay let's try this running two apps at the same time on my phone <laughs> gotcha so Josh do you have questions about her story I know you were you were really impressed with this as soon as you yeah, started reading I, I was, it I was like as soon as well, I don't want to give anything away but as soon as the main hero came across what he did the horrors that he did and uh went into the the <laughs> bad place. I won't get any I won't give anything away, but as soon as he went okay. into for, for for the listeners there are castles and there are bad guys and there are spooky things and um, stuff happens. Yeah. <laughs> when, as it's soon, all darkness and it's and you want you want to tell him don't go down into the into the dark cellar. Yeah. <laughs> well, Except he goes down into the dark cellar. As as <laughs> soon as he went into that um, went into the cathedral or whatever it was, the temple or, um, the, uh, that I was, I was just hooked. I mean, it was like something out of a, a Gothic horror, an old Gothic horror story, the way it was written. Um, I just, I just was absolutely hooked. I finished it within, I finished the whole thing within, I think around two days, uh, which is rare for me. I usually, take my time with a book unless like it's just wow like I'm riveted um uh but uh I usually try to savor books mostly um but uh I really liked uh oh, the writing reminded me a lot of um I don't know if you've read James Rollins Tabitha I know the name okay well he writes a lot uh. of he writes a lot of archaeological thrillers, a lot of them. Well, I guess they would be termed fantasy, typically, uh, because they have, like, supernatural elements. They're kind of like Indiana Jones. I mean, a lot like Indiana wow. Jones. And and it, and it this sort of had the feeling of, of a bit like James Rollins' stuff. And I was like, wow, this is like James Rollins. Cause, and I was, like, so impressed because... James Rollins is one of my favorite authors. Um, so yeah, I 
I uh, liked how your characters just were, the bad guys were just so uh, evil and sadistic. Um, and uh, then like the main character, the main heroes, you really, uh, you really um, grow to love them. Uh, at least I did anyway, and really care for them. And that's the, one of the markings of a good story, I think. Well, uh, there's nothing that can make a human being more evil and sadistic than religion. Oh, yeah, I agree completely. I could spend an entire <laughs> radio show on that because I have been through the religious mm -hmm. ringer. And I'm afraid that you would need more than the 45 minutes that we're oh, given. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, it typifies the, the, the entire length of the human condition. The minute uh, people invented the concept of religion, mm -hmm. it, it's been my invisible friend that is better than your invisible friend. Yeah, only it's not to say anything bad about religion. No, it's the, the social backlash. It's the whole from the great the, the whole whole setup. It's the whole organized religion thing, like the whole yeah. system. Yeah, trust men need references. Yeah. I mean, and this time, like, what we're talking about with your story, like, it's not, it's, I mean, unlike what I went through, it isn't um, fundamentalist Christianity, it's, uh, um, in your story, it is a uh, pagan uh, cult of a uh, earth goddess. Yeah, no, it's it's a Mesolithic um, uh, echo from the past, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, Stone Age, mm -hmm. that sort of thing that was created in the Stone Age and somehow managed to keep in existence until the present day. That's that's the whole concept. Yeah. Now, do you know if there are any of these uh, cults really around with people that follow the? Oh, I know it. I made it up. <laughs> well, I was just wondering. Well, this is all like maybe not like as drastic and and like as fantastical as in your story, but I was just wondering if there are a few people around yeah. that actually. It was like maybe based some somewhat. Yeah, like yeah, on, that's and what like, I was a, like a real cult, like yeah. maybe no, if you got the ideas. Any any existing religion. Huh. Okay. Okay. That's, I I took the uh, the symbolism from uh, archaeological. Uh, uh, evidence but i created it myself like kind of like the stone age venus or whatever they call her yeah those are those are called venus figures yeah um they're generally they're made of all sorts of different uh, materials i had the good luck of i was uh working in the membership uh Department of the Royal Ontario Museum mm. when several of them were donated so I got a chance to see them usually you only see them in books mm -hmm. and um, they're really quite small, no more than five inches the largest of them and they're uh, female figures generally very round Rubenesque one might say uh, and they are they don't really know what they, they're uh, all about they're sort of supposed to be sort of fertility mm -hmm gods or goddesses or whatever but that's that's the 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 one uh image that's used in the story at one point 
Um, it's interesting. Uh, we we've been looking for. I got off on a tangent, didn't I? Oh, that's all right. That's all right. I'm still on the tangent. Um, <laughs> we happen to be. We're working on the cover. Hello. Yeah. Are you still there? Oh, oh she she shall hear us. Hello. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of clicking in and out. Huh. Well, hopefully. I don't know. It might be a connection. We still hear you plain as day here. Okay. I can hear you. I just can't hear um, uh, your companion there. Oh, well, get closer to the phone, mister. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> what I was saying is what's interesting is we're we're working on a um, uh, on the cover for your book, and I was looking through different um, – earth goddess mother goddess figures and one of them i came across was um almost like she looks like a a serpent like being a reptilian being and um the whole like mythology around the serpent people has always uh fascinated me the whole serpent man thing yeah no i think i probably seen the picture of that one mm -hmm. i'm a history geek yeah. yeah she knows her history so she she was helping me actually try to find a better idea for her cover. Because when I picked up, I didn't realize, because I'm not that great in history, I will admit it, it ended up being more like Indian, and I had no idea, so I felt super bad. <laughs> well, as a, as a picture, it, it would have worked, except that the story doesn't go into that part of the world. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't go in India. So that's why you know I felt bad. I didn't realize. misleading. Yeah, because I didn't realize that the photo was Indian, so I was like, oh, no. So, <laughs> yeah. So, you're probably thinking, oh, the whole, the whole concept is Eurocentric, really. Yeah. So, like I said, so you know how great I am with history, Tabitha. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, Tabitha, what uh, authors have you read that have inspired you? Okay, um, kind of generational thing going here because um, if I draw in anything, it's uh, do you know the name Rod Serling? Yeah, of course. Okay, you won't know the next one. Uh, it's a guy named Thorne Smith. He wrote actually in the twenties and thirties. Okay. He wrote. Uh, work that blended reality and unreality uh, uh, willy-nilly, uh, which is what I tend to do. Mm -hmm. Someone described my, my writing in, in okay, you're walking along a path in, in, in the middle of a park. Suddenly you step off the path and you're somewhere completely different. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how they described how they, they read some of my stuff and that's how they described how I write yeah I, I would say that a, that's um, a, I would say that's accurate from uh, what I've read of yours train of thought. oh sorry uh, as far as other authors um, I, I generally let's see Anne McCaffrey as yes. far as uh sci-fi goes mm -hmm. i've heard of her yes she was always a real favorite and um i'm a stephen king fan 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we've got Josh has all his books. I have. Out. We're, we're fuzzing out again. We have a thunderstorm rolling in too. I just heard thunder. It might be that. I just I'm starting to hear thunder. Hello. Hello. Blame Canada. <laughs> We still hear you, but I know I've seen a little bit of, like, heard a little bit of thunder in our part, so I don't know what's going on. I don't know. It, um, have you ever met someone uh, cross-border before? Yeah. Yep, we have. We entered, from, uh, uh, yeah. it was another Canadian, wasn't it? No. W- w- was it India? No. Well, UK? India and the UK. Yeah, yeah, we've done U- India and the UK, so it's not the first time. Yeah. Okay. And that's farther. Uh <laughs> No, wait, we did have a Canadian. Yeah, we did. An Irishman who... Yeah, he lived to, in Canada. Yeah, Canada, yeah. yeah. It was Scotsman, sorry. Sorry, Willie, if you're still listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no idea what the, why I keep uh, fuzzing in and out. Anyway, um, that's basically... I can't remember any anyone else that really... Uh, uh, feeds into what I do. Mm. Uh, also... Uh, if if you're talking about what what puts what uh, contributes to how I write, I am a really 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 pathologically bad speller. Oh. <laughs> uh, in middle school, I had a science a history teacher once say, "In thirty years of teaching, he had never seen such a bad speller." <laughs> he passed me because he knew I knew the work. Uh-huh. But he was honest. And, uh, I can't read what you write. <laughs> and this was in the. Uh, I'm old enough to have gone to school before the era of uh, affordable home computers. So uh, if I had been a generation later, uh, they would have given me a laptop and I would have been able to go to university. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't there and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> By the time uh, laptops existed with spell check and grammar check, uh, my kids were in high school. No, mm-hmm. no, actually, grade school. <laughs> that's the truth. That's that's. Uh, so when you're such a bad speller, you have to work around what you can spell because yeah. there's so, there's a limit to what spell check will do for you. So believe it or not, I think that really affects my personal style, and I think it affects more more writers than enough uh, than uh, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Can you can you I can you spell everything in the sentence that you want to write? Yeah, we need to find another word for that. I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess as a child, I was a bit of a spelling nerd. I mean, because, like, I uh, literally, when I was a little girl, we had to take these pre-spelling tests, and, like, if I didn't pass, like, the pre-test, because you pass the pre-test 100%, you yeah. didn't have to take the final test. Yeah. So there was, like, uh-huh. I, so there was like one time in third grade I did not pass the pre-test. I remember, cause I started, and I started crying. 
Oh. I was so upset. And the teacher's like, it's okay. You can still take the final test. I'm like, but I've never taken the final test. <laughs> and you know, so I've always, like, every Friday, I remember, I never had to take the test. And then they used to have... Were you one of those kids that ended up on the stage doing the, the, the spelling bees? I came close. We started having spelling bees when I was elementary, and I came real close. So, yeah, I was a huge spelling nerd. Like, I was always getting, like, 100%. I, I, but I came very close. Back then, they weren't doing the big national thing, like, at least in our school yet. But we had, like, a big school spelling thing, and I got to do that. But, yeah, but I got I got out at some of the harder words. But, like I said, I was close. You know, that, the, the spelling uh, definitely has uh, affected my work, but it, not so much anymore. The more uh, I was able to write with a machine that corrected uh, what I was writing, or I was it, it's like rep repetition. Uh -huh. uh, it kind of uh, pre-programs your brain to actually be able to spit it out in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> we know. But I still run into a certain amount where I have to pick a different word because I cannot find the proper spelling for what I want to write. Did you ever try like just using the internet, like looking for Google for words? I don't know how many times I use dictionary.com. I've used that before. Oh, actually, I, I actually have started using Google if I can't find it in the regular. Just call up Google. Okay. How does this? No. Okay. Oh, so that's <laughs> how it's spelled. Okay. <laughs> Thank God for Google, right? <laughs> Yay. Oh, gosh. Man, I always, you know, wonder, you know, like all these kids, they have Google now and you're like, you know, back then when we were starting out doing the writing thing, even as kids, we didn't have Google. We had to actually pick up the dictionary and if we couldn't find it, well, I don't know. We had to start calling up our relatives. <laughs> we had used card catalogs. Yeah, well, we did. My phone was in the kitchen and it was stuck to the wall, so there. You know what? <laughs> I used card catalogs too, so you know we had them back in my day before Those that happened. I neck. hated card catalogs. Yeah, it was not fun. Thirteen years old, eighth grade. We had to do our huge report for eighth grade at the end of the year. Had to use card catalogs. That was my worst nightmare. Hated yeah. those things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I still remember the phone, but our phone wasn't attached to the wall. It was on the kitchen desk, and that because see, that was when when I was fifteen, they had the dial-up internet. So, like, if you wanted to use the internet, your parents would say, "Don't stand the computer too long because I'm expecting a phone yeah, call." I've heard that so many times. <laughs> so yeah, so we're very lucky with the technology that we have now. I think it's been a great aid in our writing. So. I think it's probably the only reason I'm I'm published. It feels because, me too. Yeah, because if you uh, it's a way of finding these smaller presses that won't work but can't connect with you because they don't have the network. Yeah. To find to find people. Oh yeah. This the anthology we that Treehouse Press just did would have never happened without the internet. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean... Now, the internet has some, some things against it. But if you use it right, it also has a great many things. Oh, yeah, there's great benefits. You know, there's great benefits. You know, like I said, I mean, I've complained about it time and time again, but it has been a great aid, you know, for the things that we need done. If, it, you know, people use it correctly, it's a great help. I like it for the fact that uh, people are able to connect 
in positive ways. Oh, yeah. Uh, as well as the negative ways that uh, do happen, uh-huh. <laughs> which we don't really need to talk about. <laughs> Sadly people so. Things, people are getting things done. People are uh, making positive uh, things happen. Mm-hmm. All because they're able to connect. Oh, yeah. It's great network In a way that they would not have been able to do so uh, before, even on a purely frivolous, <laughs> pardon me, uh, uh, thing. Uh, I have a circle of friends now that I've had for the last couple of years that I met over the Internet. And when we go out, it's like, where are you? I'm here. Okay. Where are we going to meet? I'm out on the corner. I'll be there in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like what we use for texting when you meet friends. I'll be like, because um, I met up with an old, call, an old uh, church camp friend, seen like 20 some years, and you know, Facebook Messenger. He's like, Yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, get the table. And then I'm like, Yeah, we're, we're coming in. He's like, Yeah, he goes, I thought that was you. He goes, Yeah, he goes, I'm at the front of the restaurant. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, just in cell phones, you know. Use something to connect on a human level. It's a good thing. Oh, yeah. It's great for human level, just not for the, like you said, the frivolous ways and the ways that get people into trouble. But, okay. Like, um, we have anything writerly we need to talk about? Well, we've got seven uh, minutes. We've got seven minutes left. Um, uh, I didn't, we didn't ask you, like, how long have you been writing, Tabitha? Uh, literally? Um, I think I was born writing. Wow. Uh, I have a brain that tends to take in uh, information and spit out plot. Uh, when I was a small kid, and it was like pre-writing, I just didn't have the skills yet to do so. I used to draw pictures in sequence. And actually, at one time, at that age, when I was very small, I thought I'd be end up being a um, cartoonist. Mm. Uh, but the older I got, the more I realized I was never going to be able to draw the way that I wanted to draw. I just didn't have the aptitude. Mm -hmm. And what I was really more important to me was the story. So I just shifted gears and, um, started concentrating on the story. And I have been writing ever since. And I'm 58, so that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, there have been uh, breaks in that. Uh, I have twins. Difficult to uh, even think straight when you're diapering. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> One was hard uh, enough. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's um, when for the first three months uh, we had cloth diapers Oh, God. And I was doing like 200 a week. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Cloth diapers? Oh, my God. Oh, I was spoiled. We switched to, uh, we switched to uh, the regular stuff. This is 30 years ago. Uh-huh. Well, more than 30 years ago. <laughs> I'm aging myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you talk about trauma. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I mean, there have been periods where I've, I've tried to express myself in other ways, I actually spent several, uh, quite a long time working at being an actor. Never got anywhere with it. I had some fun. <laughs> had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I've never really done anything more than background work as far as getting paid for it goes. 
and I'm at this point in my life, I'm satisfied with that uh, because um, I'm a writer. So the acting at this point in my life is just fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like to get back it's, into the, that. The writing is what I'm good at. Yeah, writing is a lot of fun. It's very relaxing, therapeutic, fun, and you can talk to yourself, and it doesn't matter. Just tell people you're a writer, and they'll go get it. <laughs> and you can also make a statement if you if you uh, if that's what you feel like doing at the time. Yeah. yeah. But actually, with with me, um, I concentrate on plot, and for the most part, if I'm I'm true to what this story is saying, then it also means something when I finish with it. Even the fantastic stuff. Okay, did you lose me again? No, I got a message. So I was just wondering what's going on. They're having trouble hearing our show for whatever reason. Okay, it's. I think it's because we got the storm brewing, honestly. So um, I have it recording on something else. So if anything, I can upload a different audio file. So. Um, Okay, yeah, that was our CEO. We've got three minutes left, so um, we will. Uh, I'll record it, and then I can upload a different uh, uh, audio file if needed. So okay. um, we enjoyed having you on tonight. Um, it was a pleasure I talking to you, fault. and we look forward to releasing your book in the name of the mother in July. We're very excited, okay. and, and hope that <laughs> you're excited too. Oh yeah! All right. And I thank you and um, goodbye. Good night. Good night, Tabitha. All right. Bye bye. Okay. If there were any audio problems, I'm going to blame it on either our internet connection or a storm that I've been hearing thunder. Yeah. We've we've had like some rain and thunder off and on like throughout the day. And I know there's more stuff on the way. So I'm going to blame it on that. Yeah. Um, if we got two minutes left next week, Josh and I will not be here. I don't know if they're just canceling the show or if anything's going to be in place. Um, if something is in place, we'll post it on the night news Facebook page. If not, we'll be back. It will be the first Thursday in July. It'll be, we'll be back on July 5th. So we'll see y'all then. And I'll be a whole year older. <laughs> so, uh, good night, everybody. Good night. Where's the network sponsorship? At this time, the Rick Network would like to recognize its sponsors. <laughs> the insurance doctor wanted to save thirty percent or more in your insurance needs. Provide magic and novelties. You're wonderful and glorious. Glassworks Gallery, Spurryville, Virginia. Oh, I like me. The skeleton key. You've always had the key. And awakening spirit on production. Thank you to all of you and your support of the Red Seconds. Where is the plaza at? Oh, let's do the wolf thing. There it is.
using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. And did you hang up my line? Did you hang up my line? <laughs>